Welcome to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by my new co-host. I guess I should stop calling you new. My co-host, James Crash. How are you doing today, James? <laughs> Pretty good. I I thought we were going to be uh, going by JR. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just messing with you. JR Crash. <laughs> Also known as James. <laughs> yeah. Or J Razzle Dazzle was being floated out there for a hot minute for me to go by. Never. It was never. Never. We were pretty close to J Razzle Dazzle. I don't know where this happened, but not, not in my universe. So, we are going to start this episode as we do every episode. We're going to jump right in. This episode isn't going to be like all the others because it is a very special episode. And of course, I'm using that terminology because I just wrote about prohibitionist propaganda um, masked in must-see TV for Vermont. But we'll talk more about that in later episodes. Um, <laughs> today, we're going to have an audio preview of the fall issue of Canna Curious Magazine, of which I am the guest editor. But before we do that, we're going to start the episode as we do with every episode in our recurring segment, Fave Pot, Fave Not Pot. So I am going to, I, well, I guess I should explain the segment if people have never listened before. That would be nice. <laughs> but so... This is where we talk about our favorite cannabis-related and our favorite non-cannabis-related item or movement or thing, whatever it is at the moment. So I'm going to start my fave pot right now because I'm getting really into tarot is um, our dear friend Maggie Wilson's Metaphysical Cannabis Oracle deck. Uh, it's not only aesthetically pleasing <laughs> because the artwork is gorgeous. But there is a lot to learn, and I'm pretty sure you can attest to that, JR. Oh, yeah, 100%. So if you want to order that, you can find it on liminal11.com or amazon.com, and it's called the Metaphysical Cannabis Oracle Deck. So what is your fave pot right now, JR? I actually went with the uh, the terpene beta caryophylline. Um, I've also heard other people call it beta Caryophyllene. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, but I pronounce it beta caryophylline. Uh, the biggest thing with that one, uh, when I first got into cannabis, is because I was looking for a way to kind of fix myself for, for you know, lack of a better term. And I didn't want to take pharmaceuticals. I found out that pharmaceuticals, while taking away the things I didn't like about myself, ultimately took away the things that I loved about myself, you know, with ADHD. Uh, the medication for that took away my ability to to daydream and, and let my imagination wander, which I love about myself. Um, and then in fighting anxiety and depression, uh, you know, it, it took away those sensations, but it also took away uh, my ability to feel pretty much anything at all. So I was searching for more of a plant medicine base to try to fix those things. I found with Kaba and Kratom in South Florida that I was able to kind of help calm the anxiety, but I would still constantly run into situations where I would bottom out into a really deep depression and, and disassociate. Uh, in those times, I wouldn't even really feel like a human being at all. I would just kind of stare at myself in the mirror and just question my own humanity. 
in that I started looking at, you know, cannabis and, and, and hemp and, and CBD and all that stuff like that. And the different terpenes attached terpenes themselves, uh, they kind of drive the experience that, that you're going to have with any kind of plant medicine, uh, beta caryophyllenes found in black pepper, uh, hemp and, and cannabis. And what that does is that kind of brings a lot of bit of a, a joyful nature, um, to what you're feeling. And then with beta caryophyllene, I found that when I was ultimately falling into those really disassociative episodes, um, it would help pull me away from that. It would give me a little bit of a of a happier thought process. And more so, it would actually kind of help me reminisce about who I was as a human. It would help me look back on times that I felt like a human and help me know that I was a human and this was just an episode. And it would help pull me out of those those periods. I would go through times in the past where a disassociative episode could last uh, up through a week. You know, we're now, you know, using beta caryophylline um, for a very specific purpose. I'm able to limit those to about a, a day um, if caught in, in enough time. So uh, that's why my favorite pot this week is the terpene beta caryophylline. Oh, that's lovely. And very informative. Thank you for taking me on that journey. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. That's what I do. I I take my my head is constantly going through multiple journeys at one time. So periodically, I take people on a little bit of a ride with me. I mean, I think that's why we've been married for over 15 years, probably. Probably. We take each other on journeys all the time. So my fave not pot, actually, you just mentioned it, Kratom or Kratom or Kratom, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, we were fortunate enough to get a new sponsor, Mitragea, which is a Kratom supplier that we have used for a very long time. And it's quality Kratom. Kratom. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've been saying it wrong. Apparently, I've been mispronouncing it for almost a decade now. But you touched on it a bit. And it really helped us uh, switch over from pharmaceutical pain management and anxiety management to opening the doorway to plant medicine for us. It really put us on that path, I'd say. So um, I'm really excited that we have this new sponsor and it is my new favorite product because I tried a new uh, variation and I love it. I love that they have double points on Wednesdays. If you purchase on Wednesdays, they have a loyalty program that is just fantastic. So listeners get to experience this product for 10% off by using the code YHPOD on any non-sale items. And you can purchase them on mitragea.com. That's M-I-T-R-A-G-A-I-A. Dot com. So, JR, what's your fave not pot? My fave not pot, uh, I'm going in a little bit of a different direction. Um, mine is just to take you on a little bit of a, of a journey, another journey, if you will. Uh, two weeks ago, we went to Delaware, and while in Delaware, we went to a Target, and I saw this flannel shirt, and I just I fell in love with it, but I have like this thing in my, in my brain space that says, you know, that's full price. You don't buy things on, on full price, wait for it to go on clearance. So I left, didn't buy that shirt. 
for the remaining time for two weeks, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about this shirt. I'd be at work, you know, I'd be on team meetings, you know, with, with higher ups and I'm not paying attention to anything that's going on. Cause I'm just thinking of different scenarios of me wearing this shirt. So finally we went back to target, you know, and I told you as we we're walking in, I was like, I think I'm going to buy a flannel shirt. And you know, you were like, that sounds, that sounds nice. So I went trying to find this flannel shirt. I could not find it. I was like, what is going on? So I find a, another flannel shirt, you know, I'm kind of bummed out. My heart's a little bit broken because it's not the flannel shirt that I really wanted, but it was still okay. Then you wouldn't believe it. I went for one last look and there it was. It's like an orange and dark blue flannel shirt. And it was like, it was like kismet. It was like the universe was like, it's time for you now to own your first flannel shirt that you had since 1994. So I was very excited about that. And if you're looking for a takeaway from that, it's simply that if the universe wants you to buy a flannel shirt, don't feel bad about it. Just buy a flannel shirt. And if you're interested in that story I just told, uh, then you will be excited to know of an upcoming podcast called The Flannel Panel with Jay Razzle Dazzle, in, in which I will discuss flannels. No. All right. I'm not going to let you back on this show if you keep going out of control. All right? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> That, thanks for demonstrating how you really do take me on a journey um, every single day. <laughs> this is this is what it's like to live with Jay Razzle Dazzle. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. As I said, this is an audio preview of the fall issue of Candy Curious Magazine. So, we thought it would be fun to have JR ask me a few questions about the experience of being the guest editor. Awesome. So uh, welcome to your highness podcast with me. I have an amazing editor, an amazing writer known as Diana. Uh, so Diana, uh, can you tell me about the overall theme of this upcoming issue? I can. <laughs> it's called Origins. The, the theme is Origins. And what that means is different for everyone, really. And that's what we're celebrating in this issue. It's why you started using plant medicine or what person brought you into it or what cultural movement or what recipe got you inspired to try a whole new lifestyle. I mean, it's like, basically, that's it. It's not just where did you come from or how did you start in cannabis? It's just basically like the beginning of, of something, you know, it can mean something different for everybody. Perfect. That's perfect. Very, very interesting. Um, now, can you tell me what the process is like when selecting the stories? Uh, do you let the theme guide the story ideas or do the story ideas affect the theme? That's a good question. So I think that it's a little bit of both. I mean, we thought of the theme first, but we had ideas of, you know, writers we've worked with in the past who we wanted to work with again, what their strengths are as writers. Uh, we also had some people or ideas, story ideas, uh, kind of just like the loose, I call it like the corners of the puzzle, you know, the corner pieces of the puzzle were there, but we didn't have it all filled out yet until we figured out 
exactly what the theme meant, you know? And so then we kind of explored different elements of that theme. Like I just said, you know, um, for instance, we do cover, um, we cover a cookbook in there called the Weed Gummies Cookbook. And there is a really interesting origin story in there, which you'll hear about in a segment later in this episode. But it it's all about like the origin came from the the, the person who created this book, the writer and the, the chef. She had a situation, she had a need that she had to come up with a solution for. You know, she had an, a problem and the problem being that she lived in an apartment like we do and she had to keep smells to a minimum. So as we know, necessity is the birth of invention or whatever they say. So <laughs> that is her origin story when it comes to creating these gorgeous gummies. I mean, they, they are truly works of art. I actually would feel bad eating them. <laughs> That's awesome. That's just all around awesome. Um, now, not only were you the editor of this issue, but you also wrote a couple of pieces found inside. One piece I found incredibly interesting, uh, it's the one entitled CBD or snake oil, how to avoid spending too much on phony CBD beauty products. Can you tell us a little bit about this piece? Yes. So in addition to being a writer, um, an editor and content creator, I have, had many careers, as you know, <laughs> and one of those is as a cosmetologist. So I have a lot of experience selling beauty products to people, and I am also an obsessive researcher when it comes to purchasing products. So I, I really get kind of nerdy when it comes to what's in products that you're putting on your face and body and why they are created and how they are created and all of that. So. That's a really long way to say that there are a lot of fake products out there. Um, there are a lot of products out there promising the world, when it, especially when it comes to beauty. And not only does that make people skeptical, but it can be dangerous in, in a lot of situations. And it can really turn people off permanently from CBD's benefits, all of them. So... The purpose of this piece is to kind of highlight the fact that there are a lot of bad actors in this industry, as there are with any unregulated industries, right? Um, so it's really important to do your due diligence before exploring the world of CBD beauty products, because um, there are a lot of, there are a lot of phonies out there. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, just reading that article, I got a bit of a sneak peek and uh, you just really cover so many bases on that. And it's just an, it's an amazing read. You know, with that, uh, many magazines, you know, many times you have publications that focus more on entertaining the reader. And then you have others that focus purely on educating them. I saw with this magazine, it seems to really balance the two very well. Uh, this issue has articles on traveling and food, um, all the way going to uh, sexual wellness and indigenous people in cannabis. How important is it to you to keep that ratio balanced between entertainment and education? It's very important. Um, it, it's also really important to Diana and Tahisha, who are the founders of the magazine. It's for them, they're providing quality content. It's not 
um, it's not a glossy advertisement, you know, masked as something that is educational. It is very aesthetically pleasing. It is a very pretty magazine, but it is full of information that pretty much anyone can learn something from, I feel. So I think that that is the marker of a really good magazine. When you can pick it up and say, I don't even really care about this topic and still be mildly interested in what you're reading and learn something. So that is really, I think, the goal for what I want to put out there. I want people to learn something, but also have fun while they're doing it and also be entertained. Also, kind of along the same vein, you know, different editors have different styles. You know this, you've written for a multitude of editors and you've seen different styles come down. Uh, How would you define your personal editing style and how important is it to you to maintain the voice of the writer? Um, It's really important. Uh, I've had my voice completely erased in pieces before and it's heartbreaking because you feel like you put all this work into something and then to not even be given a chance to change it or do it, do it differently, you know, just whatever the case may be. It does feel, I don't know, I don't know what the right word is for it. <laughs> As a writer, I don't know the right word, but um, yeah, it's really important to honor the person's who's the storyteller. That is really really important all the way around the board, you know, across the board, whatever you're doing when it comes to content creation, um, audio, visual, whatever it may be, you really need to honor the storyteller while also keeping in mind the audience to an extent, you know, um, but yeah, did I answer that? (laughs) You did. You did very much. So thank you so much. Um, Also, if someone was to take, one thing away after reading this issue, what would you want that one thing to be? That plant medicine is powerful and it can be transformative. So give it a chance. Even if you're the most cynical skeptic of, of them all. (laughs) I mean, I can understand that because at one point in my life, I was that person that kind of like rolled my eyes at like, Oh, sure, 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 sure. Sure, cannabis can do all of that. And um, it took me a really long time and a lot of trial and error. It, it does require patience, which you know I don't have. So you do, you do not have that. So it is, it is a journey for sure. And it's all about taking it slow and or going low and taking it slow, however you want to say it. Yeah. I mean, it's like wearing those apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur, you know? No. No, 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 no. And lastly, um, and you know this was coming, uh, let's let's hear that call to action. All right. So my call to action is to pay creatives, pay writers, pay the people who are making your brand look good, pay the people who are speaking truth to power. Um, Yeah. Pay people well and pay them on time. That's my call to action. (laughs) And in that vein, I'm going to take it over a little bit here and say, we still have three sponsorship spots left. 
So please reach out because I promise you that it is affordable and you can fit it into your marketing plan. And I should know because I have a background in marketing as well. So um, if you are interested in finding out about our sponsorship program, please email yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. It was an absolute pleasure to be able to interview you today. And feel free to come on to this podcast again. Why, thank you. I will. All right. So I'm here today with the co-founders of Canna Curious Magazine, Takesha Harvey and Deanna San Miguel. How are you today? Lovely. We're doing great. <laughs> so we're talking about the fall issue of Canna Curious Magazine, which I had the unique pleasure of guest editing. Um, but we're going to hear from two of you about your experience with this magazine. Can you tell listeners about why you started Canna Curious Magazine, Diana? Yes. So we started Canna Curious Magazine because we saw there was an opportunity to speak and educate women on the wellness aspect of cannabis. Um, we saw that there were not many platforms or any other publications talking to women the way we're doing it in an approachable way, in a relatable way. So we saw the power of the plant and we wanted to share all the wellness and the goodness that the plant has and how it can improve women's life um, with the different ways that it can be used. So that's why we started the magazine. We wanted to educate women on the wellness aspect of cannabis and help break the stigma. What made you come up with the name Canicurious? Takesha? Well, I was working in market research with cannabis consumers and patients, and we kind of, that term was thrown around um, kind of anecdotally to really describe the people who were newbies, the people who um, weren't necessarily familiar with all the aspects of cannabis, but they were curious about them. And so we started calling them the Curious, and I thought that that was a perfect name for the, the types of women who were our core audience. They were curious about cannabis, curious about CBD, and wanted to learn more. So what is the mission statement? I know that you just touched on it a bit, but like what drives the, the magazine on a daily basis? <laughs> Diana, would so you like our to start? Mission. Oh, or Takesha, sorry. <laughs> That's quite all right. Our mission is to really to be a, a trusted place for women to... Um, come and learn about cannabis, you know, and really we, we, our aim is to embody modern inclusivity and by representing the dynamic experiences, challenges, and triumphs of a diverse female audience. And I'm going to add to add, um, I'm going to add to that a little bit. Um, besides what Takesha said, we're also trying to build that community of women um, who are already using the plan and the women who are curious about it to feel like there's other women that are in the same position as them and make them feel that it's okay if you're looking at cannabis as an alternative for whatever it is that you need help with, whether if it's your anxiety, your um, you're not sleeping well, if it's your sexual wellness, um, if it's just recreational. So 
building that community where women can come talk to us, we can talk to them, we can share experiences, we can share information that can just benefit um, their lives and grow this community. So the theme of this issue is origins. Can you talk about what that theme means to each one of you? Takesha, would you like to start? Well, I think when you think about origins, it's like the start, like, where do you come from? Why, why are you here? <laughs> Not to get super philosophical, but, um, or I think there's always a story of, of how people came to find the plant, why they use it, why they want to be even in the cannabis industry in this business. And so with this issue, we thought, let's go, let's take a step back and really ask people um, what their start stories were, what were their origin stories and and I think that that helps to really just humanize uh, the cannabis industry and also just the people who are consuming the plant. Deanna? Um, so like Takesha said, we were trying to take a deeper look at where all the great things and all the great people and all these great initiatives around cannabis are coming from. And we are super excited about this issue because like in the past and with this issue, we're just seeing more and more how I started because I had this health problem or somebody suggested it because of this, or it's not just about, oh, let's get on the trend of being in the cannabis industry. There's always that personal story about someone getting better. So we wanted to share that. And I think that's, it's a beautiful thing to see how it just comes from a good place, how it's just become of being better in whatever it is, like if it's your health or just the way you feel on a daily basis. So I think it's just great sharing stories. And that's one of our main core things, how we do kind of curious is just storytelling and sharing and just normalizing it and how people can just see, oh, it's not just me. It's not just my grandma. It's not just my sister. It's just not, you know, it's, yeah. it's so it's consumed so many by so many people for so many different right. reasons. So understanding why, and why they're okay with it, I think it's just going to help us with our mission and take more of the kind of curious women and being, okay, it's okay for me to do this and look at it and learn more. So, Right. I mean, I think the, the more you're in this industry, the more kind of jaded you can get about what's out there and the information that's available. And sometimes we forget that there are people who just don't even know anything about cannabis. Or they just don't know where to start. Or it's been so long that they've just written it off as like whatever, you know, whatever they think it is. They just they just go with that. And so for me, this magazine is a way to have like an approachable conversation with someone who might be completely against the plant or just doesn't even care to find out. Because there are a lot of different approaches to the plant and it's all coming from like a beginner standpoint, almost like starting from the beginning, keeping it simple, keeping it understandable and approachable and accessible, um, which I think it's something that gets lost in the shuffle, so to speak, in, in the publishing area right now, because we're always like consuming so much media that we think we know everything already. And, and so it's like, oh, we don't, you know, can't be curious. I, I already know about cannabis. But even if you know a lot, you're going to find something in there you're going to learn something new in every issue. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head. We're so inundated with so much information. So we try to keep it very interesting with the personal stories. And also just when it comes to the education, keeping it 
simple so that it's digestible um, and that you can learn because this is a we're, we're, we're changing minds at, at the same time and opening minds to, you know, what people previously thought about cannabis. So it's going to take a little bit of time. And so we take our time with it and um, really just go slow and also just show the, the variety of ways that um, different types of people are consuming and the products. I mean, the landscape of products is huge as well. So it's super exciting. And we continue to um, learn ourselves as we go through this process. And we love having you as our guest editor because you have such a wealth of knowledge and experience and reach with so many different cannabis brands and so many different women in cannabis that it helps to just um, round out our whole, um, our content and, and really keep it keep it expansive. Aw, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so sweet. And I appreciate your wealth of knowledge, both of you. You both have a lot going on on your own. Do you want to talk a little bit about where people can find you personally and what you're working on? So for, for the magazine, you can find us at canacuriousmag.com and on socials at canacuriousmag. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Takesha Harvey, T-E-K-I-S-H-A Harvey. Um, and I, in addition to running Canacurious Magazine, I work as head of marketing for a cannabis recruiting agency, Flower Hire. And, that is, and we get people executive level jobs in cannabis. So if you need a job in cannabis, you're looking to a career in cannabis, hit me up. Diana. Okay, well, Takesha already said where you can find Canna Curious. Um, <laughs> but just in case, you can find us at cannacuriousmag.com or follow us, please. If you want to learn more, get more educated on cannabis, follow us at, at cannacuriousmag in, on Instagram. And then if you're interested in learning more what I do, um, you can see some of my work at Lioness Graphics Studio. Besides doing Kenna Curious, I work with different brands. I do creative direction. I do graphic design. So I spend my days just making things beautiful, powerful, great communications for clients in, the, in a different variety of industries. So I work with events, corporate, I mean, consumer products. So that's a little bit of like, besides being a mom and an entrepreneur, that's what I do every day. <laughs> besides being the kind of curious women, because, <laughs> yeah, because I think Takesha and I are like, we are the kind of curious women. Um, right. We are. And that's the reason why the magazine is so beautiful, because you have such amazing talent, both of you. Um, and you have such an eye for beautiful things. And, and for you. what people want to read. So I yeah, am it's just like we're building very this mag Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying we build this magazine thinking of like women, like us, like you, Diana, like Takesha, like all our collaborators, like how do they want to be approached? How do they want to learn? What are they interested in? So if anybody has ever, feel free to reach us. If you have any topic, any story, anything to share, we love sharing them. We love putting them in our magazine, on our Instagram. Like I said, it's not just about this publication. It's like growing the community of women in cannabis. And advertising is still available. Yeah, yes. we have we have reach out to us if you would like to be a part, uh, be a partner with us. We have annual sponsorship packages at different levels, so we have pricing that um, is very reasonable. 
um, to be a part of our community. And we're looking to do more than just advertise um, and support your brand in the magazine, but also support it on social, support it in our um, monthly newsletter. Uh, so we really are looking for those partners who want to grow with us. Thank you so much for joining me today and for giving me this opportunity once again. I just am a big fan of both of you. <laughs> All right. So if you um, pre-order the, can people pre-order the issue now? If people want to, or yeah. where can they find it? Yes, it will be where available for pre-order. Yes, mm -hmm. it will be available for pre-order um, starting next week or September. Well, I don't know when this is going live, but uh, the week of September, what is that, 20th or 19th, you can pre-order and our issue will be out the beginning of October. And you can go on our, our website to pre-order. Awesome. Thank you. We're now joined by Maggie Wilson, who is a deep friend of the podcast. Maggie Wilson wrote a taroscope guide for the fall. First of all, how are you doing today, Maggie? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you today? It's a beautiful day in Long Beach. Right? <laughs> well, it's a beautiful day, even if uh, the universe is messing with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always. So speaking of universe messing with us, um, I learned a lot from your taroscope, your taroscope guide for the fall. Can you tell people what a taroscope is, first of all? Absolutely. So essentially, just like, you know, when you would read your magazines when you were younger and there was always that horoscope in there that would tell you about what's going on this week or this month, a taroscope is essentially that you know, a little bit of a horoscope, but with more of a tarot background with information than more, you know, about the zodiac. It still relates to your zodiac sign, but it's how you can really relate your zodiac sign to certain cards in the tarot uh, so that you can just get better intuitive advice from whatever is happening around you. Absolutely. And you said that for the remainder of the year, we have some pretty exciting astrological events happening into 2023, including October 25th, 2022, which is a partial solar eclipse. Mm -hmm. And then you have um, November 7th through the 8th, 7th and 8th, 2022, total lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. And then you have Mars retrograde, which is so much fun for everyone. <laughs> yeah. But I read something the other day that said that you shouldn't look at it like retrograde is a reason for everything to be turned upside down. Instead, look at it like, I forgot what they said, like it's challenging your energy to create new things and like be uncomfortable or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it's really, you know, we do have a lot of control over how we see our reality. And if we are instantly afraid of something because they've told us to be afraid of it, well, the universe is just going to show us why we should be afraid and be like, exactly, here's all these things that are going to mess up because you're expecting them now. So why not, why not give it to you? That is so true. And that's what I have to tell myself every day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what was something interesting that you learned when you were writing this? 
Absolutely. I learned that, you know, I really kind of took in the people that are around me and how, uh, you know, how they exhibit their energy and kind of really what they embody. And went through the, you know, went through the zodiac signs of the people that I knew and was like, yeah, this really does relate to this person. And this would be a great embodiment of, you know, Leo energy or Gemini energy. So it was really fun to get deep, even deeper into the deck that I created because the deck is so in depth. It's very much like it's not surface level at all. If you expect it to be a certain way, if you expect it to be like another Oracle deck or another tarot deck, it's not going to be anything like that. It's so much different and deeper. And it's really meant to just shake things up and break this paradigm of what we think tarot and Oracle should be. So it was really fun to create this tarot scope for each of the signs because these are completely new, you know, these are completely new oracles. These are things that people have not had in tarot before. And, you know, everybody wants to find something that they relate to. So why not have more options of what you can relate to? You know, not everybody's you know, if you're white in this life doesn't mean you were white in every single life. So a lot of the times I saw when I was doing readings with people that they felt like if they looked a certain way that they couldn't call on certain deities or they couldn't use certain cards because they're like, well, I'm not black or I'm not Asian. I can't use that. I can't do that. And it's like, you know, you've lived multitudes of lifetimes and you're not what you look like in every single lifetime. So that's why there are all these different things that you can tap into and realize like the divination practices are there for us to use and the tarot is there for us to use and to evolve because that's what we do. So it was really fun to get into the different signs and know what their strong suits are because I've, I've studied astrology was the first thing I was really able to get into as a young child because you know, it, and it was still considered of the devil in our household because of the, because of the church. So creating these new, you know, oracles and essentially matching them up with our zodiac signs was so fun. Cause I was like, these are new, this is, you know, a new evolution that people can be like, Oh, I'm an Aries. And, and maybe I should take time to like, wait for opportunities to come to me instead of running head first. You know, the Aries are the babies of the Zodiac. They're the first. So they want to do everything first. But, you know, the card in the deck that aligns with the Aries card is one that's about due diligence and really like assessing your risks before you jump head first into it. Wow. That is so interesting. <laughs> and we're going to talk more about your tarot deck in a minute. That I know you referenced it a bunch, which is the inspiration for this tarot scope guide. Um, but let's talk about Virgo season because you mm. have, and the card that you pulled for the Virgo season. Do you want to talk about that a little bit and what that means for people who aren't Virgos, maybe? Absolutely. So it is Virgo season. And as we know, Virgos are very opinionated. And Virgos, a lot of the time Virgos want, you know, some of the Virgos that I know are very much self-sustaining, but for other people, like they put all their work and all their energy into someone else, whether that's their job or their partner, you know, and then when it's matched or it's, you know, 
uh, address to them that they're not giving their own their own self self care. It you know that's exactly what they don't want. Virgos like things that are in order, and they like to be in control of things. So definitely during Virgo season, like you know, Beyonce released that album because she knew exactly what she was doing, and having that like Beyonce energy, that Virgo energy of being like, this is how I am. This is what I'm going to say. And I'm unapologetic about it. Not just Virgos need that. Everybody needs that. So Virgo energy is really such a vital energy to tap into. And the card, like the tarot scope for the Virgo is a card called Agbaye. And this really tells you like to look at what you're thinking about. And if you're overthinking and if you you know, maybe you overthought something and it caused a rift between you and someone you don't know, or you and an actual friend because of what you, you know, because of your constant control, just the way that you work. If you're, you know, if you're a Virgo. So this one really is about like taking the time to talk to yourself to really figure out like what you're putting out, what your intention is and why, why you want to be in control of things. Um, that really spoke to me. And it's, hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard not to be in control. And especially right. during Virgo season, when six planets are retrograde, we feel like we're out of control. <laughs> right. I always feel like I'm out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so uh before we end talk about your deck and where people can get it and where people can find you yeah so you can find the the name of my deck is the metaphysical cannabis oracle deck and although it says it's an oracle deck in the title it is essentially a new hybrid version of a deck that took everything that I liked about the tarot and everything that I didn't like about the original tarot and kind of combined them to make this new, amorphous, beautiful work of art. And I created it over the past two years with a wonderful artist named Edge Ebenebe. And we worked with our incredible team at Liminal 11 and Union Square and Company. It's been a labor of love and we really just... It's, it's, it's completely new. It's completely different. It's unlike any other tarot deck that has, it's, it's unlike any other cannabis tarot deck as well. It doesn't really address the strains or the flavor profiles like the other tarot decks do, because I wanted to make something very, very different that was going to make waves and cause disturbances. Because when the tarot first came out, it was definitely not something that was accepted by the masses. It was considered witchcraft. It was shunned. And, you know, that's what that's what we're here to do for this human experience. So you can find me anywhere online at Metaphysical AF, uh, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm Wilson Maggie AF. If you'd like to purchase the deck, you can go directly through Liminal 11. Uh, if you are in a country outside of the United States and would like to have the uh, UK version, or you can get the North American version through Union Square and Company. Um, you can also order it online on Amazon or any, any bookstore that you go to. And five days from now, which won't be five days when this airs, but on September 20th, the deck officially launches in North America and will be available for uh, shipping to get to, all, to get to all your houses. I know so many of you have pre-ordered and you send me DMs and there's so much love and support around the deck. And it's just been incredible to really 
bring my expertise into to bridge basically both my expertise from the spiritual world and the cannabis industry to bridge them into something that that I know is helping so many people. All the people that are working with the deck right now are just having incredible leaps and bounds in their progress. And that's exactly what I made it for. <laughs> that's awesome. I should have probably asked you about Libras as well, because I realized this might actually air during Libra season. <laughs> Do you want to say a quick note to the Libras before we end? Oh, absolutely. Yes, because we're going to be, yeah, that's, it's so funny. This deck has been delayed because of the global shipping crisis a few times. So it actually started out as a cancer and then it got moved to a leo and then it got moved to a virgo and now it's going to be born as a libra so the scales of justice <laughs> really do like i really would say that for the for this coming into this libra energy that makes sure that your scales are balanced with your family and your work life which goes back into what we're coming out of in this virgo energy of making sure you're giving yourself the self-care before you try to give everybody else the care because it's just so much easier for you to give once you've already filled your own cup up. And a lot of the times it's hard for us to do that because we want to give and we want to help and we want to support. So just make sure that your scales are balanced and that you've got what you need before you try to go out and help or do any anything to anybody else because you're just it's just going to be much easier and better for you if your own scales are balanced well thank you for your help with that <laughs> <laughs> and people can get help in um, trying to use your cards by lining up the episodes on your podcast with the yes. women talk about your podcast where can people find your podcast yeah, so you can find my podcast anywhere that you listen to your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, it's called Metaphysical AF. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. Metaphysical AF is the name. Yeah. Of <laughs> it's called Metaphysical AF with Maggie Wilson, and you can listen to it anywhere. And there are, um, you know, every card has an episode that goes with the card to kind of go in depth and talk more about it. But I definitely encourage everyone who gets the deck and might be like, oh my God, I have no idea how to use this. I have no idea what to do. Uh, there's no set structure to it. It's meant for you to work with it the way that you intuitively want to work with it. So if you have any questions, please just reach out. Um, I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions uh, and clear up any clarifications. But, you know, it is what it is. And if you like it, cool. If you don't, that's cool, too. Like, not everybody likes everything. And that's totally okay. Um, for, the, for the people that do like it and for the people that love it and that are actually healing themselves and doing the work, that's who it's for. I love that. And it's definitely healing me. I'm so, so thrilled that I got an advanced copy and I can't wait for my other copy to show up. And if you want to hear a little bit more about um, the, the viewpoint of somebody who doesn't even know where to start, like you just referenced, we have our own ongoing segment and it's called Where the Tarot Card Turns. And yeah. we and we're always looking for suggestions on what to talk about. So please reach out to either one of us if you have any burning questions about 
um, just being a novice to tarot cards Absolutely. or the metaphysical realm in general, right? <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me again, Maggie. And I can't wait for this issue to come out. Yes. So now we're here with Danielle Simone Brand, who is a deep friend of the pod and a dear friend of mine. How are you doing today, Danielle? Uh, I'm good, Diana. Thank you so much. The sun is shining. I know it's not by you, but it's uh, <laughs> it makes a difference. I love it. <laughs> yes, it really does. Um, this downcast weather is making me want to take a nap. <laughs> right? So... <laughs> Take a dab and take a nap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? <laughs> if only. <laughs> um, so we're here to talk about your contribution to the Can Curious Magazine's fall issue. So being that you are the weed mom, um, and we'll talk about why you're known as that in a minute, we naturally thought of you for recommendations for other people out there who want to know how to dive into the canna-friendly, canna-loving mom lifestyle. So naturally, we came to you because you're a beautiful writer and a beautiful person, and you're full of totally great recommendations. So can you talk a little bit about what you wrote and um, like what, what was your thought process when you decided to come up with this list? Yeah, I mean, thank thank you first of all for inviting me into this um, issue and to Canna Curious too. It's so much fun to be able to talk about you know like the stuff that I like to use and you know um, I, you know I, I wanted to introduce sort of like invite women and moms into this weed mom or canna mom lifestyle and I wanted to do that by you know talking about ways that I incorporate the plant and then also you know, these other products that go along with our cannabis use that make it, at least for me as a mom, like so much easier to consume, you know, in some cases more discreet, in some cases just, you know, like being able to clean my my stuff, you know, naturally, like there's just so many um, parts of the weed mom lifestyle, I think that, you know, I wanted to kind of clue, clue folks in on because there's, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> right, right. There are many ways to incorporate cannabis into your lifestyle as a parent. And I think that some people would be surprised to see some of these recommendations, you know, because I was, I was like, oh, thank you for, <laughs> thank you for uh, bringing some of these to my attention again, because, you know, the market is a little oversaturated. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's good to have someone you trust tell you, uh, tell you about brands that they trust. So uh, first, before we start with the, um, the list. Let's talk about your book since I called you Weed Mom. Do you want to talk about your book for a minute? Yeah, sure. Um, yes, Weed Mom. I mean, funny enough, like my publisher came up with that name and now I'm sort of personally known as it. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, but it's fun and uh, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be part of this conversation. So I wrote the book because I knew there weren't any books specifically for moms out there on this like emerging legal cannabis marketplace, how to consume for wellness, how to sort of decode all the different products and ways to consume that we have now. And also like how to talk about these things as cannabis is continuing to legalize, you know, we're marching forward in that regard and, but stigmas remain. So like, how do we talk about it? How do we, you know, normalize it as part of just, you know, our family lives, but also keeping kids safe, you know, like that's, that's an important factor. So Absolutely. all these discussions are part of my book. And I may or may not be quoted in that book. What? You are. <laughs> <laughs> A few times. 
<laughs> so naturally, everyone should have a copy. Um, <laughs> where can they find it? Where can they find your book? Um, well, you know, the big A that I don't have to name where lots of people right. books, but also um, your local bookstore. If you ask them to carry a copy, they can order one. Maybe they'll stock a couple for the shelves. That's always, you know, a great way to support your, your indies. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, but anyway, really, that people want to want to access it. I just want to share this info because, you know, we're in a, a state of transition, I think, right now. And it's, you know, a long period of transition when it comes to cannabis normalization and consumption. And so, you know, like we, we got to talk about it, right? Absolutely, we do. And uh, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do a lot. And me too. Yes. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about some of these products. Um, Now, some of these I have tried um, and some of these I haven't tried the specific product, but I've tried the brand. Um, Do you want to start with the the product mentions? Um, well, you know, so first of all, I just want to say that like I chose brands for the most part that are women led um, and or, you know, person of color led because that that really matters to me. Like I want to support small businesses. I want to see, you know, people who have historically not had the same opportunities as white men, you know, to advance. And so, you know, that's a super important part of it. These are small businesses. These are, you know, entrepreneurs some of them are you know a little little bigger now but basically like they they they're all small business and i just love that ethos so stash logics um, is the first one that I mentioned. And that is just like, as a mom, you know, if I'm ever going to, uh, travel or, you know, take my, my CBD or my low dose THC with me, um, you know, out, out and about, I need a locking smell proof kind of bag, right. That just makes me feel safe and secure as a mom out there in the world. And Stashlogics has this great bag where it's smell proof, it locks. I think you mentioned it has double locks. So that's pretty, you know, it feels secure. It does. And I have to mention here that Stash Logics generously donated or sponsored, I should say. They they sponsored us um with a bunch of giveaways and their stash jars that have our logo on them. And so if you email your highness podcast at gmail.com and tell us how you keep your stash safe from your children or pets or whatever, then we'll send you a stash jar. So nice. I am a big fan. Yes. And I love how stash logics comes from a parental type of mindset. I mean, it's not just for parents. Let's be clear about that. But yeah, um, it is very childproof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I should say it is. There's their whole product line. They have a, an extensive product line of gorgeously crafted bags. Um, I have a travel one, and then I have one that's like a little bigger. You could still travel with either one of them, really, but uh, they're really great. I love them. Yeah, <laughs> I have the, the traveling one, and you know, you can just use it as a purse as well. It's like you know, you can just put your keys and your phone in it. So <clears throat> I really do appreciate that, and. Yeah, as can moms, we need to stay safe and think about, you know, the, all the different ways to do that. And, and certainly, you know, a locking stash bag or stash box is a big part of that. And then, you know, another another one I wanted to mention is Cannabolish. Um, it's a spray that uh, there's a lavender scented one and I think like a um, 
was it wintergreen or something scented one? I like the lavender the best. <laughs> um, and it just removes cannabis odors from the air like really well. Um, you know, I think if you fill up an entire room with smoke, you're going to have a hard time, <laughs> right. you know, damping that down with cannabolish. But if you're, if, if discretion is important and, you know, as a mom, it is for me, you know, I live with my family. I have a separate space that I use to consume cannabis, but you know, like the air seeps through. And so it's really important to me to, you know, just be respectful of my family's space and not have them breathe secondhand smoke. So I, um, honestly, I will say I didn't, I wasn't able to include this product because of space, but there's another product that I use that helps me increase that discretion when it comes to my cannabis consumption at mm-hmm. home. So it's, it's called a friend filter. Have you, I don't know if you've heard of that one. No. Um, yeah. So you exhale, if you're smoking cannabis, you exhale into this filter. It's like a smoke buddy. That's another brand. Um, right. I like this one a little Spoofy. better. There's that too. Exactly. So yeah, there are a few of these. Um, So I I exhale into this filter, which, you know, contains a lot of the particles. And then for whatever is residual still in the air, I spray Cannabolish and it really, really helps. Have you used it? I love it as a new, yes, I love it. I was saying like right here, I have it right in front of me, the odor removing gel, the lavender odor removing gel, because I have three animals and a tiny human. So (laughs) I believe that this line does more than neutralize cannabis odor. I have it it all over my house. I have the spray in every room and I have the gels out because they work wonderfully. And so do the candles. It's a great line. And I love that they use simple ingredients and it's just not, it's not too perfumey, you know, because sometimes, yeah. You it's know essential. I mean. It's, I mean, it's it's natural based. It's it's essential oils, um, you know, and and some other stuff. But it's it feels very natural and non toxic, and that's important to me too. Absolutely, sure. seriously. Um, and so on that note, let's talk about cleaners because even though I'm not currently smoking out of anything um, <laughs> other than a vape, I, I'm not doing the raw flower, however you want to call it these days. I don't know. I know I'm Is saying that, that right? incorrectly. Mm-hmm. I haven't been because it's it's terrible in Maryland. It's so dry. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. another topic for another time. Um, <laughs> I know that, you know, that bane of my existence being that I can never get my pieces, my glass pieces fully clean. And there's like almost an obsessive quality when it comes to me cleaning these pieces out. So <laughs> when I read your description of mommy or Mama Jane's cleaner, I was like, oh, I need to get this just for when I start to smoke again, because this seems like it actually works. It does actually work. Um, and it actually doesn't take much. Um, you know, the first time I used it, I should say, I, you know, the, the bottle is like a little expensive and it's kind of small. And I put too much in the first time. And I was like, damn, I only am going to get a few, a few uses out of this bottle. And I realized how quickly and well it works with just like a couple of drops. And so now for an entire you know, uh, bong, for instance, I will just use maybe like half of a dropper, um, a little bit, you know, in the base and a little bit in the stem and shake it up really well. And then hot water, like let it, I let it sit for maybe 10 minutes and then hot water, shake it up again. And it sparkles, like my pieces sparkle and it's hard. That's hard to do. And this is with natural ingredients. It's like, you know, essential oils of lemon and a different one, I think maybe grapefruit. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, like really, really non-toxic natural stuff that actually cleans resin. So total recommend. Like this is just a great find. 
That's awesome. I I really can't wait to try it. I can't wait to have good flour again. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I, I do smoke hemp, though. Yes, I do smoke hemp flour. So, I mean, I'm still smoking that, but it's I, I've just been pretty much doing pre-rolls and then using my packs, um, the one that you can put the flour in. But anyway, yep. so yep. <laughs> again, <laughs> um, so the, the next one is something I have, I have tried this brand before. Speaking of hemp flower, I'm a huge fan of their hemp flower. Um, Society's Plant. And Society's Plant is more than just a brand who, that caters to parents and canna moms. Um, Bianca Snyder is also an influencer who is, I would, I would also call her an activist. Um, who yeah. is on the forefront of the conversation about normalization and responsible use. And um, she does a lot to move the needle forward. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. She does. Um, you know, she's really visible out there on Instagram, you know, educating, dancing, having fun, definitely entertaining people, but, you know, conveying the message that cannabis is is good for moms. I mean, it can be a really helpful tool for us. I mean, really similar to my message. She's all about empowering, you know, helping moms feel confident in their choices to consume. And um, so, you know, her family actually lives on the hemp farm where they produce their products. They have been out there. They, you know, seen how they grow their stuff lovingly. They've got some outdoor, they've got some greenhouse, um, and everything is really tended, you know, beautifully and organically. And um, they then are able to, you know, from this hemp derived CBD, oh, my dog is barking outside, which you may be able to hear. <laughs> um, from this hemp derived CBD, they're able to make um, Delta 8 and Delta 10 products. And both of those are, um, you know, alternative cannabinoids, stuff that you don't really find in dispensaries in legal states. Um, so, um, so Bianca's family, you know, after growing this beautiful hemp, they make CBD products, you know, they sell smokable hemp, and I know you've tried that too. Um, they also make tinctures out of it. But um, the, the products that I was specifically talking about in the article are the Delta 8 and Delta 10 gummies. And, you know, so these are legal in, you know, we'll admit a little bit of a gray area as per mm -hmm. the 2018 federal farm bill, you know, like we talk about that a lot in the industry and what it means and doesn't mean. But, you know, basically these alternative cannabinoids are being sold across the U.S. and they can ship across state lines. Um, these cannabinoids are psychoactive. So it's kind of, you know, an interesting place that we're in right now. Not just, you know, Delta 9, which is what you would get in your, you know, legal dispensaries across the U.S., but, you know, these other cannabinoids are now psychoactive or have always been psychoactive, but are now being offered. So, you know, super, super interesting. I do find myself mostly skeptical of these, um, you know, CBD derived um, alternative cannabinoids, but I really trust what Bianca is doing and I have tried them and, you know, feel the effects. The effects are legit and they feel they feel like, you know, a really clean product to me. I know that, you know, she cares a lot about the lab that she uses communicates, you know, constantly has clean lab tests to show, you know, for all the products. And that's important, you know, especially if right. you're, well, really for any cannabis, it's important, right? right? Yeah. You want tested clean products. Well, exactly. There are bad actors in every industry. And the that is what makes it such a controversial topic, because some people have had really bad experiences. 
But I'm a big fan of accessibility and non-judgmental use because if we are really moving toward normalization, we have to allow space for people to have experiences that they have access to, if that makes sense. Like they, we can't say, oh, well, don't use this because of this. And You know, understand why these people need this product before you attack <laughs> their use yes. of the product. Absolutely. And I think that as time goes on, we are going to learn more about like, you know, for instance, Delta 8 and Delta 10, and they may have some, you know, some distinct benefits to Delta 9. Mm -hmm. It may not be just like, oh, here's, you know, a more legal way to experience the high, which Mm -hmm. is okay, too. I mean, like you're saying, that is okay, too. But yeah, we might have some other therapeutic effects from these. So stay tuned. um, But, you know, be cautious of of your consumption of these, you know, make sure you trust the source. I think that's the best. Absolutely. If you can trust the source, it's it's so huge because I feel like that takes out a lot of the guesswork and people who are skeptical and or who just have never used it before, you know, they feel a lot safer just knowing that they can find out that information and have it available. Absolutely. So I think that's major, and I'm also i've I've been a fan of Delta Eight. I've had good experiences. So um, yeah, I'm on the side of pro. (laughs) I'm pro pro too. (laughs) Like you said, there's just so much to learn, and I feel like just saying things definitively right now is kind of um, eh, I don't know. I don't want to say it's wrong. I mean, everyone has the right to say things definitively, but I just feel like (laughs) we still have a lot to learn you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel that way too. And, you know, it's pretty exciting to get to learn. You know, there are over a hundred cannabinoids in right. <laughs> in our plant, right? And yeah. we're going to be learning about all of these hopefully going forward. Absolutely. So um, there's one more product that you wanted to mention. Do you want to talk about Polite and their, C- their CBG? <laughs> so that's that really weird. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, Polite is a, a small uh, women, woman-led brand that I recently learned about that um, is combining CBD and CBG in various ratios, also with some herbals, with some botanicals, you know, meant to kind of create or, you know, cultivate certain uh, effects. I mean, you know, obviously we can't claim anything. Nobody can claim anything when it comes to these things, but hoping to, you know, influence people's endocannabinoid systems toward, you know, either more rest or more alertness, you know, that kind of thing. And um, so I've been really enjoying this CBG, CBD tincture that, um, you know, we're learning more about CBG. We just mentioned these other cannabinoids and CBG is the mother cannabinoid, you know, AKA mother cannabinoid, Basically, I know you know this, but for your listeners, that all the other cannabinoids, you know, come from eventually, and um, it's being investigated for pain relief effects, for, um, you know, strengthening the role of anandamide, you know, one of our endogenous cannabinoids, which I think is really cool. (laughs) So cool. I love writing about that. And now I know I've I've said it wrong again. I pronounced it incorrectly. Can you say that again? Which one? Um, Anandamide? Anandamide. I was not saying it that way in my head. I don't even know how I said it now. That just kind of worked out. Well, I mean, I think you can say anandamide too. I I say anandamide because it comes from the Sanskrit, right? Ananda, and that's that's bliss. Yeah. I love that. You're so smart. (laughs) And I knew that. It was like in the Dewey Decimal System of my brain, but it takes a lot longer to uh, go back there and get the book. 
You know what I mean? Right. right. <laughs> no, we're, we're on analog. <laughs> yeah. Of a certain age. No, just kidding. Yeah, um, exactly. So, and then also, like, the CPG I, does have some hope for digestive issues that I do suffer from. And so, you know, I'm, I'm experimenting with that and hoping that Same. I can find a little more relief. Yeah. Yes, I love CBG. I'm a huge fan of it. Actually, I started it's, – it's funny you mentioned the digestive. Um, issue because I just started taking these GI Smooth, I think they're called. Um, I, I I think that they might only be available in Maryland, but it's actually targeted toward uh, GI issues, and it has CBD and CBG in it, mm. and um, it really does help because I have Crohn's disease, and so it it's mm-hmm. a world away from the medicine that I'm supposed to be taking, quote unquote, you know. Right. Right. Worlds away from that. That is probably that probably wouldn't make you feel very good. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Not. I would not be functional. (laughs) Um. Not. Not very functional, at least. So, before we end, is there anything that you'd like to promote or any calls to action? Um. Well, let's see. I am putting finishing touches on my website and I'm really hoping to get my newsletter and blog up and going soon. So if you want to check out what I'm up to, you can join my mailing list at um, daniellesimonebrand.com. And, um, you know, generally just freelancing about the things I love, cannabis, parenting, psychedelics, uh, some, you know, on the side wellness stuff. Uh, I just wrote about nootropic mushrooms for Double Blind magazine and I also did um, the cover story for the new Vanguard, which is uh, just a QA, and a really fun Q&A with Brooke Bergstaller. She's a, a comedian, a cannabis educator, an actress. She's been in all kinds of things. She was an anchor for Mary Jane News and just like a delightful human. So um, that was super fun. Nice. Well, you're super fun. And I'm so <laughs> excited that I got to work with you again. And I'm excited to work with you more in the future. So please come back anytime. You know that you're always welcome here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love love showing up to your show and hearing what you're up to always. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Diana. And now we're with Alessandra and Zena, who wrote Shinnecock owned Little Beach Harvest, Indigenous People and Cannabis. How are you doing today, Alessandra? I'm doing really well. Good. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing better now that I've spoken to you. You're just so pleasant. And I learned so much from this article, and it is just a really well-written feature you are such a talented writer, writer and reporter. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Making me blush. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for contributing to this issue. I'm really excited to see it. And so can you tell everyone a little bit about, just summarize, give us the uh, Reader's Digest version, so to speak? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this article is about Little Beach Harvest, which is is a dispensary that's going to be opening in early 2023. And basically it's owned by the Shinnecock Nation. uh, And it's sort of a way for them to start healing the wounds that indigenous people in their community and, you know, everywhere have experienced in the past centuries, you could say. Yes, absolutely. You could say that. (laughs) 
Um, and so can you tell us a little bit about what you learned from writing this, like the experience in writing this? Right. Well, one of the things that I learned um, was just the history of the Shinnecock Nation and cannabis. Uh, I knew that, you know, I knew that Native Americans had introduced, you know, colonizers to cigarettes. And I, and I knew that, you know, and I, I have a knowledge that Native Americans were very in touch with nature, you know, more so than we are, at least I am today. And I would like to be more in touch with nature and not wasting, you know, not wasting anything of the plant. But uh, Sinead Bullock, which is the person I interviewed for the story, knows so much. And she's the managing director of Little Beach Harvest. She works with museums Mm -hmm. and she has a history of working with you know, these old documents, these old colonial documents and transcribing them and everything like that. And she is just a wealth of knowledge about that history. And she's using that to make this dispensary, make Little Beach Harvest, uh, you know, not just a place where you can go and buy weed. It's a place where you can go and, you know, use this plant to heal yourself. I love that. I thought that was really interesting. She has such a wealth of knowledge. Um, and oh, yeah. it really shows in what she's doing, you know? Oh, yeah. But really, I learned a lot. Okay, I already said that. But <laughs> <laughs> you just brought up, I was like, oh, right, that part. I remember that part. That was really interesting as well. Um, I just really loved this feature. But what really stood out to me was this um, particular quote. According to a report by the Indian Health Service in 2011, American Indians and Indians in Alaska Natives born today have a life expectancy of about five years less than Americans of all races. For Native youth between the ages of 10 and 24, suicide is the leading cause of death about two and a half times higher than the national average. Indigenous people experience PTSD more than twice as often as the general population. Um, And I mean, I'm sure those numbers are probably a lot higher right now after this pandemic or not after while we're still living through it. Um, Right. And so, you know, this, this type of access is needed I'd say more now than ever. So um, it's really necessary that we write about these stories. And I'm really glad that you did that. So thank you for that contribution. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The numbers are really stark and sobering and, you know, it's, I'm glad that there are people like Shanae and the Shinnecock nation that are able to, that are trying to do something about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's uh, very important (laughs) that this doesn't even feel like the right word, but I mean, that is. Yeah. It's something that transcends importance, (laughs) something, Mm -hmm. something greater than that. But, but, but yeah, this is, um, it's going to be a great contribution to that area and to the reservation once it, once it's done. Absolutely. So for more on that, Pre-order your issue at canacuriousmag.com, I believe. Um, Now, tell people where we can find you and what are you working on right now? 
So right now I'm working on stories for a magazine that's part of my school. It's called Atrium Magazine. I'm doing some in-depth reporting about a cold case that took place in the 1980s in Gainesville. If you're interested in that, then follow. you can follow me on Twitter. It's A-I-N-Z-I-N-N-A or A-N-Z-I-N-A. Um, so yeah, or you can follow me on Instagram. Yes, I'm interested. I'm like, what? Okay, let me write this down right now. <laughs> I know it's cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's. Uh, I got some. I got. I'm sorry, things. I cut you off. No, no, no you're good. <laughs> you're good. I was gonna plug my Instagram, but my Instagram is kind of defunct right now. So, just give it a minute. Maybe later I'll plug it. But okay. And where can people find you on Twitter again? I apologize for cutting you off there. No worries. It's A and Zinna, and so that's A I N Z I N N A. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, just being an awesome writer and being an awesome person. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. I had a lot of fun. All right. I'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at your highness podcast or on twitter at highness podcast be sure to rate us on itunes and subscribe